If you're keen on backing a winner tomorrow, you've come to the right place. It's now time for the punters panel on Racing HQ with Dave Stanley. Let's go, fellas. panel on this Friday and what a panel we've got uh, Nick Burney, Simon Anopoulos, Chris Roots and Glenn Munsey and we're going to try and get the punters panel multi home a little bit later on. Uh, we'll go straight into it. Uh, Nick Burney is joining us. Nick, welcome back to the punters panel mate. How are you? Hey Dave, yeah I'm great thank you. Hi Simon, Chris and Glenn. It looks like a great meeting out there tomorrow. I'm very excited and I think we'll get our multi home, so I'm ready to get stuck in. Yeah, I like it. Danopolis, uh, how are you, mate? How's the nation's capital? Mate, the nation's capital is absolutely flying. We had the uh, best ever Black Opal Stakes cocktail party last night. We had John Tapp on track. He called the inaugural 50 years ago, and he hasn't lost it, certainly. He was on fire last night, Tappy. So plenty of excitement with the Black Opal only a week away, and great racing, obviously, tomorrow at Ram. We can't wait. Yeah, if you're wanting to get tickets to that Black Opal Calcutta next week and also the Black Opal in general, we're going to be giving away some VIP tickets, including food and beverage, uh, later on the quiz, 11 o'clock, and then also uh, tomorrow with uh, Racing HQ Saturday and early into next week. Uh, Chris Roots, good morning to you, mate. This is a good Randwick card. Yeah, it's one of those days that you're sort of marking your calendar and um, we've been working towards it for probably six months with the Guineas and the Canterbury Stakes is just turning into a wonderful race, isn't it? So... And we find out a bit more about the slipper. We get to see this really good filly learning to fly. And um, the Colts will we'll work out which is the number one seed there. And Glenn Munsey, good morning to you, mate. Uh, Glenn, we, uh, a lot of questions will be answered tomorrow, won't they? Oh, certainly so. Good morning to you, Dave. Good morning to Simon. Good morning to Nick. Good morning to Chris and all the listeners. Um, yeah, deep, in, deep into the quality racing now. One week away from the official start of the carnival, but uh, we've been going at it for a few weeks now. But uh, this will be good. We'll have a very, very firm track there at Randwick tomorrow. The rail out six metres. be interesting to see uh, how far you can come from back in the field. Exactly right. Uh, now, let's get straight into it. And our first text on the text line. And by the way, you can give us a call, 135353, if you've got a question for our panel today. We'll go in that order of entry. We'll start with you, Nick. We'll go Simon, Chris and Glenn. This one comes from Barney. Hey, guys, it's Barney here. Uh, I'm usually working on the sub deals, and I want to know how I can get our French friends a winner in the Randwick Guineas. Will it be Aft Cabin or will it be Ozapenko? Thank you, Barney, for your text. Hope to see you down there at Wagga. Nick, what wins the Randwick Guineas? Uh, guys, I'm really keen on Osipanko here. I've actually got him marked favourite, and I just think he's a really easy bet to have at the 440 currently. He just profiles so well for this third up for Chris Waller. Strong platform, and it's coming off a career peak figure in the Hobartville. Yes, I do concede he had every chance, but I just like the way he savaged the line there late. Everything about his ratings and sectional profile says he'll step off that performance. He was outstanding last prep in the Caulfield Guineas where nothing went right. Just matched perfectly here here with Nash on, primed for the grand final, and just a really easy bet for me. I, I do concede Arth Cabin has that SP edge over him and had slight excuses last start, but they only went at an even tempo in the Hobartville, so I thought he had his chance. I wanted to see more than to dive into the 260, so Osipenko, a really good bet. And if you're looking for a roughie, I think Lindemann, who ran very fast time on the same day. Yeah, seeing it exactly the same. You've stolen all my notes, Nick. I don't think I've got much more to add to that, I think. The issue I had with our cabin, I thought he would be a query at a mile anyway, and the way he finished off in the Hobartville, 
I agree with Nick. I don't think he had all that many excuses given the pace of the race early. They've got the same four form figures as inverse. Af Cabin won first up, Af Cabin ran fifth, and then also Penko ran fifth, first up, and first. And I'm surprised the market is so strong with Af Cabin. I understand SP last start, that anchors a fair few of the markets, but I thought it was a bonus for Ossipenko to win the Hobart Bill. You go through Chris Waller's record in that race, and it's rare that he wins it. A lot of his horses get beaten in the Hobart Bill, and then they obviously improve. So for me, it was a bonus uh, for him to win that race. And the Autumn Sun is surprisingly Chris Waller's only Randwick Guineas winner. So I think Ossipenko will make it two tomorrow. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with Tiger. I just think it maps to get the perfect run again. I can see that with Lindemann staying in Sydney, there's going to be a lot more speed in this race, and and it'll go forward, put speed into the race, which will bring the stay the staying horses into it. Half cabin, as Simon said, I think it's a real risk of the mile. I just I, I know I know that James McDonald is very keen to get back on it, and after after slipping out of the stalls and had excuses there, but it's just that last hundred metres where it dropped out. Yeah. You, you sort of get worried that, you know, at, at the 100, 100 when the, the the heat really goes on, it's going to be struggling, I think. So I think Zoo Tiger has been, it's been up at the, at the top for a long time. And um, I think it can, it can just get the money here. I just, I just really like it. Righto. Uh, let's have a look at the market here. Where? Uh, just looking at another race, actually. Uh, good, always good to have your finger in a few pies. Um, let's have a look at the market here, which has, at this stage, Aft Cabin as the 260 favourite. Now, having a look what's happened during the week here, uh, go all the way back to... Uh, well, in the pre-noms market, he got into as short as $1.80. Uh, that was off the back of his first up win in the Eskimo Prince. After he got beat in the Hobartville, he got out to as much as 290. Uh, was 260 on yesterday, 270 earlier today, now into 260. Now, that is due to the fact that attrition's come out this morning, right, who was an $11 chance. It's not money that's made him 270 to 260 this morning, so it's a scratching. Uh, Ossipenko on the, the second line there, well, he was as much as seven in the uh, pre-noms market, $6 all in here. He's firmed every day. 480, 460. He's 460 to 440 on the back of the scratching of attrition this morning, but his most popular runner today. Zoo Tiger, well, as much as 11 in the all in. 60, got 6 out to 650. He's been 650 into 550 this morning with the scratching of attrition. You got Matcha Latte, who could have had as much as $51 before his first up run in the Hobartville. He was 8 out to 950. 950 back into 850 with the scratching of attrition this morning. Then a good would jump out to Communist and Lindemann, who are 16 a pair. Uh, Williamsburg, 17. Manzois, 23 and 34 and longer. The rest, uh, well, the uh, scratching of attrition this morning doesn't really affect the speed in the race uh, because he was going to go back anyway. So that's barrier one out of the way. Probably helps uh, a few of these. But this is going to be, I reckon, a pretty solidly run race. When you consider you've got horses in the shape, you know, Zoo Tiger's got to go forward. Um, 
Communists won't be that far away. Lindemann, who's got the outside alley. And also Hollywood Hero, who comes up with barrier one now. And he showed a lot more dash with the blinkers on the other day at Warwick Farm. So it's going to be a solidly run race. You can just pick up Ozapenko and say, righto, Nash, where would you rather be? Would you rather be fifth defence if there's a line of four? Or would you rather be four defence if there was a line of three? Because that's where he's going to be. And he's going to get a very, very similar run to what he got the other day. It's going to be a genuine test, which is a little bit of a concern for Arf Cabot and Zoo Tiger, who are both stretching out to 1,600. Machilato was a good run at Rose Hill, but he's second up. Well, he, he was sort of niggled along most of the race at Rose Hill, and he goes to 1,600. Williamsburg was very good at Rose Hill, and he's been very good both his runs this time in. But all his form was wet track form. Osipenko, the only time he stretched out to a mile was in the Caulfield Guineas, where he's narrowly beaten by uh, Golden Mile. He just looks everything made to order for him to win this race. All right, so that's a look at the Randwick uh, Guineas. Uh, let's go now to race seven on the card, guys. The Canterbury Stakes, group one over the 1300. Uh, this text comes in. Hey, guys, how good is this Kiwi mare? Maybe we can ask Simon about ratings from R&S. Well, how have you assessed the Canterbury uh, Stakes, Nick? Are you with the Kiwi, or do you think we can, uh, us Aussies, can, uh, can get the chocolates? Oh, I think she's pretty good, and um, well done to those if they were quick enough to snap up that three dollars that they went up. But she's a full-time. Don't worry. Group what about the blokes that are on at five dollars place only? Oh, that would have been nice too. Seventeen dollars <laughs> straight out. Five dollars place in the only. All-in market. Pre-noms. Pre-noms. Last Saturday. Uh, that's when they made the switch from the new market, right? Yeah. So she was never going here. There you go. I'd... I'd still, I'd still like some of that $3 dollars right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do. Oh, look, she's a full-time Group 1 winner in New Zealand, as I said. And just have a look at her record. It's simply immaculate. She's won three in a row this prep. Ultra impressive. One by four and a half uh, lengths last start. The horse that ran third in that race subsequently won a Group 1, Levante. She's tactically versatile, has key attributes, and her overseas figures line up well, and she finds McDonald's. So... I think the dollar ninety is a fair enough price, and I think she's very hard to beat. Simon, yeah, I think it's a simple case of if she repeats what she did last start in New Zealand, uh, she'll win. That's pretty straightforward. Her runs off that peak still has a very competitive, uh, but notorious if he comes back and runs up to what his peak performance, he will give her a test. That I think toss of the coin odds dollar ninety. That's probably about right. Uh, her last start performance, she ran so she ran really blistering figures there. So she's legit. She's time from rate 122, which you're getting to the top end of mares, uh, those sort of figures. So Atorius, if she runs up to what she did, Atorius is going to have to run a new career peak. I can't believe Gold Mile is single figures here. Uh, there is nothing I can find to get him that short in this market. So I can take Gold Mile out. Atorius first up. They can go either way. Coming back, I don't think it means anything. You have horses that come back from overseas and run really well, and you have others that go the other way. So I don't think you can make too much of a case there either way. I think the 1,300 is a tick for Artorias. Interesting to see what they do from that draw, though. If Imperatrice roll forward and Artorias goes back, suddenly you can make Imperatrice very short. So I can see where people could make them much shorter than $1.90. And in that case, it's not really a betting race for me, but I'm looking forward to see what she does. Yeah, she she looks a really a really top line mare, but we have seen these horses come over from New Zealand before and um, get found out. Interesting with Artorias, they've taken the blinkers off and put the visors on. Now, Rory Hutchins got offered in the gallop last week and said, oh, 
you know, I think you need to get let him see the horses coming at him. And, and so I think there's going to be an intent to be a lot closer with Artorias in this race from the gate. Zach Purden will, will lob him out and put him there. Imperatrice has actually found a pretty good group one to come to Australia for because we know Cascadian will run his honest race. He's, very, he's been very good at 1,400 first up in the past. Golden Mile is probably a miler. Had a setback. Um, just being a th- uh, the three-year-old, I've thrown him, throw, thrown him in. And then it's Electric Girl, which won a Group 2 mares race last year. But she'll love the rattling track. And um, Zach Lloyd will put her right on the speed. But just keep coming back to this Kiwi. She's, um, she was good value at $17. And um, she's... Um, She's probably, uh, if she gets to black odds, she's probably good value again. She's good value because no one knew she was coming. And then Zaki goes. Maybe J-Mac got on the phone and said, hey, come on, get over here right now. Uh, what, I, think, uh, I think the handicap of Dave was the reason. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, I, think they, I, think they her, I think they whacked her for the, um, her last start win now Yeah, in the new market. So she was going to get close to top weight. And it just made the decision easier to come to Sydney for 1,300 at Randwick's, which... Looks like a pet distance, doesn't it, Simon? She doesn't look like an out and out sprinter, but that fourteen hundred, she, I think she's going to be around this trip. She's going to be, she can use her strength as well as her speed. Yeah, for sure, and no better than James McDonald in the saddle. So he'll sum it up quickly, I'd imagine. Yeah, well, let's have a look at the market here. Well, on uh, last Saturday. Uh, we hadn't even had her in the markets, in the pre-norms market. When the news broke that she was coming, she was put up as a $3.50 equal favourite with Artorias at that stage. Now, when Final Fields came out Wednesday morning, she was put up $3. Uh, Up until yesterday, she was holding more individually than uh, nearly the rest of the card combined was. But it wasn't um, one single huge bet. Like, I'm having a look at some of the bets here. $1,500 at $3, $2,003, $1,000 at $280, $1,000 at $280, $2,500 at $280, $2,500 at $250, $1,500, $1,500, $1,500, $1,500, $1,500, $1,500, $1,500, $1,500, $1,500, $1,500, $1,500, $1,500, $1,500, $1,500, $1,500, $1,500, $1,500, $1,500, $1,500, $
She's venturing away from home for the first time in her life. She is having her fourth run in a cam- an unbroken campaign for the first time in her life. She is coming back in distance for the first time in her life, and they want to serve up a dollar ninety. They're kidding, aren't they? Mm. She has to be. She has to be black odds. She has to be black odds, and I'd say conservatively two forty. If she bets it, none. There's no chance she starts two forty tomorrow. Well, yeah, <laughs> no chance. Yeah. Well, Wouldn't you uh, love months to be standing on a stand? Yeah, we need, we, we, need you back, we need you back on the stand <laughs> just saying, come on, 240, take it, months. But obviously you'd be keen. I think, here's a question. Do we all think Artoria starts, considering Golden Mile, Simon said before, well, how's it 650, please? Is Artorias the big firm? Is Artorias going to be the one that months your before you head to Darren Flindell saying, you know, this has been the firmer, the syndicates will find it? Well, if you had a look at him last week, Dave, in the enclosure, he looked beautiful. He had Rory Hutchings riding him in a track gallop with a work saddle. So he had about 78 kilos on him in the track gallop. The horse that he worked with had a race saddle on, probably a 300-gram saddle, right? So he's he's got that. The thing that I liked about him, they have had intent back here in Australia. He was made to begin. He's a terrible, terrible habit of standing in the boxes, Arturis. In the trial, he drew the outside alley, intent to bustle him out of the gates, make him get up there, make him be be competitive in his races. They've taken the blinkers off in the visor on, so he's giving. Why is the gap so wide in the space of four days when they were three dollars fifty equal favourites? They're now a dollar ninety and seven dollars. Mm. The boom on the boom the boom on it's that big, man. And I think Daniel O'Sullivan came out and said it was one of the best figures ever run in New Zealand. So. Um, it just shows you that people listen to certain form judges, and Daniel O'Sullivan is definitely one of them. I think that 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 got got her in very quickly. And Arturius, everyone knows him. He's seven hundred and forty days since he won the Blue Diamond. Like he, he he's had plenty of chances, and I think plenty of people have done their dough on him. I think hmm. people would have done their dough on him at Royal Ascot. They would have done their dough on him at, at Newmarket. He's got to come back. From, from overseas, you can shoot holes in both their 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 setups for this race, but then you go and but look she, for something. She's also beating up horses on her own dunghill. I understand right? that, months, but you, you you and then you go you look beyond that and you say, well, Golden Mile's probably had a setback, and this is a sec plan B. So can you find that? And then go to the rest of them. You're looking at Cascadian. I know he's a great a great old horse, and he's one one group ones, but you know, you, you, there's not something there that that if you if you decide, oh, I'm going to back something outside those two, and obviously most of the punters have just gone, well, this is the, this is the, the second coming of Sunline, and and I'm going to be on it. Hmm. It's, it's the, the biggest, default the position issue. in Peritris. Yeah. It's the, the default issue, position because yeah. of the question marks over the next two in the market. What are they going to back to beat him on? That's why I can't see us done two forty. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. and I I agree with Simon as well. I got Golden Mile ten dollars fifty at six fifty. Uh, where where, where that, else do they go? Well, that's the that's the thing. Like you've got a Group Two winner in Electric Girl that um, is a very honest mare. If she runs to her best, she's she's a chance in the race. But there's not really a Group One horse there uh, other than Cascadian in this race to take them on. Like, um, well, let's go through them. The um, Kerwin's Lane's getting ready for the Doncaster because it's already in. Uh, Lombardo won a race and won a Group One in Adelaide. Comes here first up. Um, Victorianos. Converge will be better for the run. So will um, Old Flame. 
um, quite a go. He was he was um, good last week, but you know, wouldn't really think he's a Group One weight for a horse. And you're basically left looking if you don't want to be on Artoris, you're on Imperatrix. To put a to put it in perspective, what she ran in New Zealand in terms of ratings, and I can't speak for Daniel O'Sullivan, but we're, I'd say we're fairly similar. The number we've got on Imperatrix last start is virtually the same as what Animo ran last weekend. So that's why I can't see a starting 240 because what price would Animo be in this race? And it's not, you can never say it's like for like, but in terms of rating systems, that's how high people are going to have Imperatrice rated for Saturday, all the big syndicates. And therefore, I don't think it's possible that she starts in the black. I'll ask you guys a question about her too. In that race, she had a riderless horse on her outside when she went away and she basically used it, it went with it. And that's why she put the gap on them. Is that is that why we saw the big gap, or, or and they didn't really look after her? Or I, I mean, look after her? it's hard to say. I think the as you mentioned, Levante, as Nick touched on, Levante's come out and won the Group One last week, got beat six lengths. So you know, you can say it's all happened in but New Levante's Zealand. Levante's not a not a Group One horse in Australia. And the horse oh. that uh, was riderless came out and ran a good race here last Saturday. It was ne- nowhere near as well weighted last Saturday as it was against Imperatrice, though. <laughs> Correct, mm. Correct. Uh Just while we're on this race, too, and it is a Group 1, uh, we'll get to some other races shortly. Uh, text on the text line, hi, guys. Uh, understand is big odds, but can we see Converge running a sneaky race tomorrow? Uh, for me, personally, I'd, I'd prefer to see it tomorrow, Converge. But, yeah, I think it's only trialled okay as well. Okay. Yeah, and I thought In the Congo went a whole lot better than it last Saturday. All right. Um, the other one... I think In the Congo was a lot sharper for that gallop, too. I think he, he's got... It's, this is this is a race to get, get it through to a program, to a Doncaster. And what about uh, Argentia, the other one here in a text line? Because obviously these people just chasing something big to maybe run a third or fourth, like something for uh, exotics. But uh, what do we think of the mare beautifully bred by Frank out of Princess Cope? I think she would have won the, la- the last race. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, but if you're going to have a roughie, for me, it's Quantico. I thought he was fantastic yep. last week, restrained from a wide draw, hidden sectionals. But again, wait for age group one. But if you're looking for a wide one, Quantico for me. Simon, just a, a wide one for exotics? Uh, if well, he's my boy, Cascadian, I think he'll run third. All right. Chris? Yeah, I think those two are the ones if you're going to be playing playing wide. I can't see I can't see anything else being being running in the first half of the field other than the, the obvious ones. I think if, if Munzi's right in terms of Imperatrix coming off that rating, and it's, it does happen, it's often that horses, when they run that fast, that they don't reproduce it at the next start. It's hard to replicate running that fast. You can only, really, you can only go down, so... If that's the case, Artorius is the one who's actually valuing the market because Golden Mile shouldn't be there and Electric Girl is in a wait for age group one horse. So if there is one to beat her and Imperatrice comes off that figure, doesn't travel for whatever reason, then Artorius is your bet. Artorius doesn't, doesn't start $7. Artorius starts closer to 5 or, or with a 4 in front of it. Okay. If she gets to. out to two, two, 250, 240, she might be in trouble. Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a scary drift as well. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a drift. Drift that something has. She has that's a, that's alarm bells, I think. Yeah. yeah, well, you saw what price the creek started when she came over in the mire, and she beat at seven. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, the Topman Stakes. Let's go to race two on the card here, guys. Um, a few people here are just saying we're going to see the slipper winner tomorrow in Red Resistance. Uh, and but what do we think of Cafe Millennium, who was outstanding 
in that uh, debut performance uh, there with Tom Marquardt on board. I'll get an overview of the race and your tip, Nick. You there, Nick? Yeah, sorry, just cut out, sorry, Dave. Um, that's all right. Um, yeah, the Todman Red Resistance, it'll be very hard to beat rolling forward and Waterhouse Bot, it'll be, um, it'll be ready to go, no doubt about that. But I've just landed on Cafe Millennium, just purely at the price. Yes, he caught everyone's eye on debut, storming down the outside with his big, long stride, but came from an almost impossible position to score in the Piero plate there. And his visual dominance was backed up by the clock. A direct comparison on the day, he actually ran one and a half lengths faster overall time than the English Millennium, which was won by learning to fly, as I said. And he just still clocked one of the fastest final 200s of the day. I know he's still learning. He'll benefit from the race experience. He's just got a stack of raw ability, 1,200-metre Ramwick suits. And I think the $6, if you're going to play in the races, for me, that's the way to go. Yeah, I was a little surprised Red Resistance is odds on. I know he's trolled very well. Uh, since his two wins. The Waterhouse and Bot Stable is absolutely airborne, form stable of the country at the moment. But you can take a straight line through King's Gambit and Red Resistance and Cylinder have been by very similar margins at their last start. So I can see at the current price certainly making a case for Cylinder. Cafe Millennium, I guess my concern with him is small field. Brett Preble is going to control it from the front. I'd imagine James is going to sit outside on Cylinder if he's able to give him a start and run him down, well, you know, he's a serious, serious horse. His debut win was very good, as Nick touched on. It's interesting, no two-year-old this season has been able to back up a big performance off their debut. If they ran time on debut, no horse has really gone on to do it. So Cafe Millennium will be the first to do that. And I agree, I think who wins the Todman on the weekend, I think there's more cards on the table there. I'd say who wins the Todman will be favourite for the slipper. Unless, of course, learning to fly absolutely destroys them and runs time. But I'd imagine the winner of the Tobin will be your slipper favourite. I agree with that. That, And I also think when you, when you look at this race, Cylinder was very good just sitting off, off um, uh, Platinum Drew Billy last start and ran past it. Now, Red Resistance had everything made to order in the Canterbury. Um, Brett Preble got absolute control. He had... He had um, the the good horse the good horse of um King's Gambit in behind him. King's Gambit was never going to get off his back and couldn't run literally couldn't run the time to run him down. So his run was just as good good there. Um I'm leaning towards Cylinder. I just think they I think he, he he's more likely to get the twelve hundred metres. They've got a question mark on red resistance at the twelve hundred metres. And Cafe Millennium, they're gonna stake him up out of the gates because they don't want to be giving away too much too much ground and the other thing that's good for him it's only five horses so there's not much structure that he has to come come around or through to get 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 at these two late so but for me i think similar's been i've got a sneaking suspicion he's been dolphin's number one seed all the way through and i think he'll show that he's the number one seed and probably be slipper favorite after sabo Righto, market here. Red resistance went up. Uh, well, it went up two thirty in the all-in market. It was one eighty-five, one seventy. Uh, now still there, one seventy. Cylinder was six dollars all-in, three fifty final field. Is now a three dollar twenty chance. Cylinder has doubled the money of what Red Resistance has at this stage. Cafe Millennium, uh, six all-in. It's been six fifty back to six. Then you got Empire of Japan went up eight dollars all-in. It's been eleven twelve out to thirteen already this morning. 
and militarised. He didn't go too bad at Canterbury. Uh, went up 15 all in, saving final field, and has got to $26 now. Well, once again, um, we've got the situations here where hype has made this horse as short as it is. I've never known a horse to firm be off a barrier trial in the yeah. middle of its preparation. Um, you know, this was, this was oh, you know, it's not bad. This cult, you know, he's done all right. He beat Steel City at Rose Hill. He beat King's Gambit at Rose Hill. Then he wins a trial and he becomes Farlap. Um, because he's, you know, zooming. Muns, he's never started favourite in a race. No. No. So, you know, there haven't been savage raps on him, but the raps came on him after winning an 798-metre barrier trial at Warwick Farm, beating Maidens. Because he ran his last six hundred and thirty-one nine, you know. Is that time even confirmed? No, mate. That's a major concern. I think in the middle of your preparation mm. to be putting those sort of performances in barrier trials. No, I agree, Glenn. And he's got to leave Rose Hill. He's got to leave a speed course eleven hundred Rose Hill. He's got to stretch out to twelve hundred Randwick. The one positive he has, it looks a walking race early. Yeah, he'll, he'll have Brett will get control of it, and James will be outside him. Side him, and they'll 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 go as fast as they need to, and probably make it into who's got the biggest sprint out of the two colts. So you'll find that out, but you won't find much out about a stamina test or anything like that. I wouldn't think. Yeah, Does it start on this, this, this has to drift. This yeah. has to drift. All right. Will the Philly drift? Let's get to the um, no. the Yarraman Park stakes. Um, learning to fly. What is she? One sixty-five here, Nick. Does she drift, or do we just? Is she a lock? Uh, I think she. I think the dollar seventy. I think just saw it tick over there. Now I think that's fair enough price for her. Look, she was ultra impressive, winning on debut where she ran very fast time that day, and and you just look at her run sec up. She was four wide the trip. Not nothing went right. And she's still covered an extra six and a half metres than Kundalini, and that's the second favourite, and she beat her. So, stack of talent, has key attributes, adaptability, acceleration with a lovely action. I think she's very hard to beat, but for me, diving into the tomato sauce, the uh, run before grand final, I'm, I'm going to probably stay out, but I think she'll be hard to beat. Yeah, I think the dollar seventy here is much better than the dollar seventy red resistance. She's got to be two maidens in a first starter, and she's the four dollar favourite for the slipper at the moment. So you'd expect her to take care of these. And similar to her debut, I'd imagine Chad's just going to take the race early here. She didn't lead on debut, but I imagine they will from that draw. And I'd say they're going to have to be very good to beat her because everything I indicated earlier was that she'd be even better at twelve hundred. So I'd imagine it's a new peak incoming. She hasn't run a slipper number yet. Uh, but I think it's hard in a small field. We're probably not going to get to see it either, but I'd imagine she's going to springboard off that last start performance, and if that's the case, well, they can't beat her. She she looks to have found an absolute beautiful race for her, but the only thing that could happen to her slipper price if it goes out on Saturday, because I, I don't think if she wins, everyone's going to say she, that's what we expected, and... I don't think you can, like Simon said, I don't think you can say that about Red Resistance. I think there's more competition there. She's got, she's taken care of Kundalini and Basile uh, is the other one. Then you just look at them and they go, well, they probably haven't been able to run to what she has. But if she doesn't perform to how the, how the market expects, she could end up being $7, $8 in the slipper on set after Saturday. Uh, well, um... Very uh, adept there from you, Nick, to uh, point out that it has been 165 to 170 in the last 90 seconds, learning to fly. Good to see you got the tab app open or the, the website anyway. Um, 
But she was two dollars all in, a dollar eighty-five final field. Has been as short as a dollar sixty, dollar seventy-five, dollar sixty-five out to a dollar seventy this morning. Facile was much as six all in, four sixty out to five, four eighty to four sixty this morning. Kundalini four fifty all in, as short as three fifty on Wednesday, four forty four sixty now. The interesting runner here, the first starter, Mathkura, uh, out of Mosfun. Uh, $15 all in and final field. She firmed into 11 yesterday and 8.50 now this morning. She's actually third pick in the race. Uh, Cigar Flick's gone 11, 16, 17, and Camilla's been 51 to 201. Well, once again, you know, I know Simon says she, 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 he thinks the dollar seventy is better than the dollar seventy uh, for uh, for the cult. But once again, like you know, the the, the three fillies have met. In the millennium, there was a length between them. Throwing Blanc de Blanc into that mix there. Well, then uh, Facile and Blanc de Blanc went round again uh, last Saturday, and there was only a length between Facile and Blanc de Blanc again. So I don't think there's a great deal between these two fillies. The massive advantage she has here learning to fly is she won't be spotting these five-length start from the 250-metre mark. She's a completely different race to what the race was in the English Millennium where she draws. She'll be able to put herself into a position, but I think once again, she'll probably have to drift uh, from that 170. I think she'll be much, much closer to black odds by the time they jump. Oh, man, to tell you what, yeah. I'm hoping you got a hold of the book tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> give him the keys to the book tomorrow, give please. Him, give him a licence, <laughs> put him on a stand at Ramwick. I like it. You know, you're betting ha- into 120 up. odd percent markets. You're betting into 110, 12 percent markets to. tomorrow. You, you know, that's, that's, that's the that's difference. That's what we used oh, to these right days. In the old days, you're betting into 100 percent, 98 percent markets on a Saturday. Mm. That's the one thing that's you know very, very different to betting nowadays. You're betting into higher percentage markets. Well, that's because everyone gets some for free bet when they back at second the ones. Well, you're not allowed to back a loser, Chris. Don't you know that? <laughs> Educated two generations of punters, you're not allowed to back a loser. Hey, boys, we've got to get this uh, multi out. Oh, I just want a tip, though. Just a, just a tip in the challenge stakes before we get to the multi. What wins the challenge stakes, Nick? Um, I'm going to go with Eduardo. I just can't get Giggy Kick 6-4. to four. He's unbeaten in the track and trip. And if you isolate 1,000-metre form, which is 1,000-metre form, he brings the best figures. Trial well straight to the front with his natural gate speed and... I think he'll take some catching, but I do have big respect with, for Remark, who's come back improved and um, it has that fitness base. But Eduardo and Remark, for me, in race six. Yeah, agree, Nick. Again, I think well, we're going to have a similar day tomorrow. Either we're both going <laughs> to win or we're both going to lose. But yeah, Eduardo, for me, $5 is the bet in the race. Don't read too much in the jump, jump outs, but go watch Giga Kick's latest jump out of Balnarring. And if you want to back him tomorrow at 240, I'll eat my hat. Uh, he struggled to pick up a benchmark 58 horse. So... Colac on Sunday in a thousand metre rush. It's been beaten seven, eight, and ten its last three starts, and he was asked to beat it, so couldn't possibly back it tomorrow. Eduardo leaders draw for Nash straight to the front. I think it'll be hard to run down. The thing in the fifty-eight will start short then if um if you kick wins. No, it's in, um, a, it's in uh, an open handicap. I think is it okay. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm with Mark. I think just the the gelding operation and that it's come back. It's seems more focused now and we might get to see the horse that we were been talking about for two years. I know Michael Hawke said to me, I've been waiting for this moment for two years. So that gives you an idea how good it's going. I've got absolute respect for Eduardo. He's been nature-stripped twice in this race. He's, he holds the track record and you know what you're going to get from him. 
just as we've seen in the last couple of weeks, age does eventually catch up with you. Uh, market here. Sorry, that is an, a fifty-eight. I, I just saw handicap in the in the noms, but uh, it's a naught to fifty-eight handicap. I don't know whether it even. I don't know whether it's even paid up. Uh, or did it? Uh, no, I don't think it has. Uh, right, our market here. Giga kicker two forty favourite three fifty all in two eighty into a shortest two thirty back to two forty is most popular runner in the race about uh, tick under half the investment on the race. Remark uh, five all in five fifty into four eighty since Wednesday. Eduardo uh, five dollars all in four sixty out to five since Wednesday. Paul Lely. Uh, $5 all in, $5 Wednesday out to six fifty now. Passive aggressive. Be interesting to see if it's the fly in the ointment to Eduardo sitting on its outside, drawn directly outside it here, owned in the same interest as Giga Kick. Uh, $7 all in, open nine Wednesday. Got into as short as seven fifty. It's back out to eight, and it's $26 and longer the rest. If you want to see that trial at Balnarring in a different perspective, go to Craig Williams' Twitter handle, and he's got the, the camera on the helmet. Uh, showing you that uh, trial at, uh, that jump out at Balnarring for Giga Kick. I'm going to have something on Paul Lely here for the simple reason being he's back at his favourite track of Randwick. I don't think he's been at Randwick for 13, oh no, 11 months. Uh, he's two out of three on good tracks at Randwick. Doesn't have sensational 1,000-metre form. Uh, but, you know, one of those was at the Valley. I, I just love the fact he's back at Randwick, and I think he can just stalk him midfield. Probably, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he settles in front of Giga Kick, and I just think he's silly odds at the moment. I think a lot of favourites there tomorrow are priced on hype, and they're well-unders. All right, let's get this uh, multi out, guys, because we're going to get to our previews of racing in New South Wales. Nick, what horse are you having run top four tomorrow? Uh, Ossipenko, Dave, in race eight. I think it'll be very hard to beat and a really good bet at the 440. Okay. Simon, your horse? Yeah, short and sweet for me, Dave. Race nine, number two, Roots. I think from the inside draw, gets every chance that James McDonald went really well first up, out to the mile, unbeaten second up. She goes very close. Okay, I like it. Uh, Chris Roots, what's your selection to run top four? Uh, race six, number three, Remarco. I, I think it just... Um, uh, it will repeat, rinse and repeat its first up, up run, and if it does that, it'll be very close to winning. Okay, and Glenn Munsey, your top four runner? Race four, number three, Sacramento, Dave. He's uh, two runs. He's needed the runs both times back. He's got an advantage here, taking on a lot of horses that are either first up or second up. Uh, the only fly in the ointment will be stablemate Sir Lucan if they decide to ride it for speed. But he, he just hasn't been able to keep up. He's two runs back from a spell to be fitter. He sweated really, really bad at Rose Hill, uh, but still run a good race there to King Frankel. I think he could control and dominate that race, race number four. Perfect. We've got a max bet of 50 today. Thanks to Dicko at the lunch. Ooh. We put a bit of pressure on him yeah. last good week. Good to hear. Good to hear. So yeah. $4 is the price. $4 for those four runners to all run top four. They're very, very uh, short in their respective markets as well. And you can get that to currently. If you're looking for the app, here we go. You're looking at your home screen of your tab app on your mobile phone. Down the bottom, you'll see home, racing, sports, play central and more right at the bottom of your screen. Click on the sports button, which is the jersey with number eight on it. Then you will see at the top of the screen, Bet's Friends, Sports Multi Builder and Sports Offers. Click on the sports offers and right at the top of the screen, HQ, Punners Panel Best with 27 minutes of betting time available. 
$4. Max Better 50, $4 for Sacramento, Remark, Ozapenko and Roots all to be coming in the top four. And Glenn, I think there's a fair few people on at the moment. Uh, $9,406, Dave. Okay, uh, 10070 Okay, so that's just going to go up and up and up. And as I said, about 27 minutes of betting time available on that particular option before they pull the pin and uh, and start to get nervous. Have a great day, boys. What I will do is I will get you to text me your best bets on the card and I'll tweak that out to our audience uh, in the next five, ten minutes, all right? Thank you, Dave. Thanks, Thanks Dave. Thanks, Thanks mate. Thanks, Dave.